Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. So we're in Psalm 119. Thank you, brother. Psalm 119. Some of these verses we've already read already, but I want to go over some of them again. Let's, let's start with verse 24. Verse 24 says, Your laws please me. They give me wise advice. It's amazing, and I've gone over this several times in the last few weeks that we've been in this chapter. All of God's laws, Jesus said, are condensed in two statements. Love the Lord your God with all your strength and soul and might and everything that is within you. And love your neighbor as yourself, right? It's amazing how his laws now for us are love God and love others. And they give us wise advice because it teaches you how to act. Just those two statements. It's so simple, we overcomplicate it many times. So simple. Love God and love people. Someone said that the cross was all about that. The cross, even the shape of the cross is our relationship with God, that's vertical. And the horizontal is our relationship with mankind, fellow men and women, other people. So that's God's laws. And they please me is what the psalmist said. Your laws please me. They give me wise advice. Now, Scripture says in the book of James, chapter 1, that if anyone is lacking wisdom, to simply ask from God. That's it. Okay? Now, I don't know about you, but I need wisdom in the affairs of life every single day. When I was younger, I made a lot lot of more mistakes in many more areas. But even as you age and get wiser, there's still some things you have no clue about, and you need God's help. They give me wise advice. You want advice on something? Get into God's word. Talk to somebody who knows the word. Research God's word. Get into his. What does his word say? My dad has always been brilliant at that. And the simplicity of what does the word say? Over the years, he would just question me and go, I'd say something. He'd say, well, what does the word say about that? What does the word say? You're believing God for something? What does the word say? Get a verse in the Bible that... You've heard this said before, covers your case. You're believing for healing. You're believing for your finances. Are you being obedient to God's word? Do you have a verse that you can back up your faith with? Your laws please me. They give me wise advice. <laughs> verse 25. This one here, he goes into something else now. I lie in the dust. Revive me by your word. You ever been in a place where you felt like you were laying down in the dirt? You're like, man, I don't know if it's over. I don't know if I've just been hit by something. I don't know if I'm worried about something. Wow, everything came crashing down on me. I lie in the dust. Revive me by your word. I promise you God's word revives. Gone through a tough time, get into God's word. It will revive you. Revive me by your word. Get into his word. Have a reading plan if you don't find one. Start it. Say, man, I don't know where to start. Start in Genesis. Or do the one-year Bible. Do something where you're reading the word every day. Verse 26 the psalmist says to the Lord, I told you my plans, and you answered. That's interesting. That leaves a lot to interpretation, doesn't it? Sometimes there's, a, there's an old saying that said, I told God my plans, and he laughed. <laughs> Sometimes you tell him your plans, and he goes, yeah, that's good, but how about this? That's great, but how about this? I told you my plans, and you answered me. Sometimes you tell the Lord your plans, and they were plans he put in your heart anyway. So that's great. I told you my plans and you answered. Now teach me your decrees. I have my plans, Lord. Show me your plans through your word. Show me your plans. All right? 
Verse 27, help me understand the meaning of your commandments, and I will meditate on your wonderful deeds. So if all of God's commandments have been condensed into two, love the Lord your God with all your heart and strength and soul and might, and love others, like love your neighbor, love other people, hmm, we need wisdom on that at times. You know, it's easier said than done, but the Ten Commandments are all summed up. All of the books of the law and all of the prophets are all summed up in loving God and loving others. And I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but sometimes we need God to help us to have a revelation even of those two simple commandments because it's easier said than done. I've heard people say this, oh, man, I love everybody. Well, that's good, and we mean well by that, and I've caught myself saying that, but I haven't met everybody. It sounds overly simple, like simplified, right? And I haven't had to deal with everybody. You ever met somebody and in 10 minutes you knew you were like, oh, I can't. You ever done that? I think everybody has, whether it's their personality. I'm sure some people have met me and went, I can't with him. He's a lot. He's energetic. He's, he's caffeinated. Or so I told my wife before, I don't know if I've said it exactly like this, I feel like I was born with a little bit of caffeine in my bloodstream, and it just hits me ever so often. There's been times my wife says, have you had caffeine? I'm like, not yet, but wait till I get some, right? You think this is something. But you, I don't know, I, I want to love everybody. And I believe we're given the chance to love everybody. You come in contact with them, you're like, man, I can't hardly put up with this, but I love them and I'm going to treat them right and I'm going to respect them, whether I like how they're acting or what, right? And you got to have boundaries. Pastor John's teaching a class boundaries right now in the surge uh, leadership track there. And boundaries are, hey, I love you, but no more of that, right? Parents do that with kids all the time. They do. I love you, but you better act right, <laughs> right? So, I mean, I, I, love this, I love this text. Help me understand the meaning of your commandments, and I will meditate on your wonderful deeds. Lord, help us to understand your word. Whenever you get into the word, ask God, Holy Spirit, teach me. Show me. What, what do you mean? What do you have to say to me? I, I want to understand. I have an easier-to-understand translation now, but, Lord, what is it? What, what do you need from me? What do you want? What are you, what are you speaking to me now? What is your will? I know your word is your will, but still, Lord, speak to me. Help me understand, and I'll meditate on your wonderful deeds. Verse 28, interesting text here. He says, I weep with sorrow. Encourage me by your word. You're going to notice in Psalms 119 that the psalmist is painting the picture that God's word is everything. It is for everyone. It's for every situa situation. It answers every question. It takes care of everything, God's word. He's saying here in verse 28, I weep with sorrow. Encourage me by your word. Encourage me. You ever been encouraged by God's word when you were just going through it? Oh, man, when we, there's just, and I bring this up, it's just part of our testimony. When we lost my mom, I, I remember, man, just going to the word. But even leading up to my mom's passing, you just had to go to the word. We talked to each other, my wife and I, we talked as a family. But, wow, there's nothing like the word. It has the answer for everything, everything. You just go back to the word, go back to the word. And get in the habit of what does the word say about this? Get in the habit of, what does God's word say? Get in the habit of going, I'm a little off. I'm struggling. Ah, let me go back to the word. Get in the habit of, 
I need an answer for that. What does the word say? You would be shocked at the even specific advice God's word gives you for dealing with other people. For let's just be let's go to the basics: forgiving, treating people right. Uh, certain business deals, you can find answers to that in Proverbs. You can find examples all throughout the Bible. There's all kinds of stuff in there, and it's for everything. I weep with sorrow. Encourage me by your word. Verse 29. I like this verse. We've all done it, whether we admit it or not. And if you say you have not, then you are lying as well. Verse 29. Keep me from lying to myself. You know what people lie to themselves about? Let me just talk to you right now. Okay, look at me. I'm a skinny guy, right? But I, over the years, I've lied to myself even about the food I'm eating. I don't know why humans do that. I don't know if it's American humans. We all do it. You say, oh, no, Pastor Matt, you're picking on me about my weight. No, I'm not. I'm picking on all of us about we lie to ourselves, and diet is one of the ways we lie to ourselves. Ask my wife. She will be God's witness. Over the years, I'm like, oh, baby, I've been eating healthy. And she's all, you had McDonald's yesterday. No, but I mean, the day before that, she's like, you had Wendy's. I'm like, today, and she's like, you haven't eaten yet today. You know what I mean? We have these things. I don't know what it is about humans or Americans. I don't know what, but we lie to ourselves in that area, and we lie in other areas to ourselves. Say, I don't, I don't do that. Do I do that? You ever had people do that? You call them out about something? I'm thinking of someone right now, and I love this person so much, and I'm all, yes, you've been doing that. They're all, no, I don't. Do I? Yes, you've been doing that. And I bring up diet and eating because we do that as humans. I don't know what it's like. No, I. Somebody I really love and they're with the Lord now was not my mom. Another relative years ago. And I'll never forget. (laughs) It was kind of a family joke because you would see them and they struggled in this area with their diet. But they were like, I don't I don't even eat sweets. And every time you'd see them, they were in the kitchen getting sweets. And you know what they liked? I know that I, I remember what they liked because I liked them. They would get, I don't, do they still do this? Y'all need to tell me about this. They would get, um, they're like cinnamon rolls, but with cherry filling in the middle. Have y'all, y'all ever seen those? <laughs> and don't get me wrong, we shouldn't lie anyway, but those are almost worth lying about. And I remember this person, a relative of mine, they've gone to be with the Lord, and they'd go, and they were struggling in some areas of their diet, and they'd go, I don't ever eat sweets. And every time I caught them, they were in the kitchen. Not that I needed to catch them, but I'd walk by, and I'm like, they're eating sweets again. And those things would come in little, they'd come in little, like, aluminum, like, little trays, little metal trays. Do you guys remember, though, with the plastic bag over them? Ooh, they still do. Now the truth's coming out, and I love the truth. Jesus said, you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So you, and you know, you get them out of there, and you put them on a plate, and we'd put them in the microwave. And everybody, you know, some of y'all are microwave geniuses. You're like, that's 20 seconds. That'll be seven seconds. And you put it in the microwave. There's nothing like a pastry or cookie in the microwave. But this verse is, it always it reminds me of that. Keep me from lying to myself. Wow, King David's talking about this stuff like 3,000 years ago, almost. Keep me from lying to myself, and we still do it. You know another way we lie to ourselves? And we lie to the world? Facebook. Man, we, let's be real. We don't always look like that. 
Somebody said, I, somebody said, now we're having fun with this now, but that you're not going to forget it. Keep me from lying to myself, Lord. Give me the privilege of knowing your instructions. Like, help, let your word be a guideline where I, I even believe the truth about myself. Someone said years ago, we were watching a news program, and I think she was the former press secretary for uh, President George W. Bush. And she said, we've got a whole generation of people now. She said, forget age. It's whoever has a smartphone that they don't have any bad pictures of themselves anymore. You go, no, oh, no, no, take that again. And I'm the worst picture taker. Just remember from now on, if you want a picture taken, you can risk it with me. Go ahead. If you're feeling frisky and lucky, roll the dice. I'll try it, and it, I'll make you look weird. And all of y'all are beautiful to me, but I will make you look funky. I'll put you on the edge. I won't center it. I do it like, like I'm a way older guy. I'll put my finger in the picture. Just weird stuff. But this lady was saying, she says, it's crazy now. The power of digital pictures, a lot of people don't have bad pictures of themselves anymore. Now, go through photo albums. Oh, man, we go to Dad's house, and that's one of Jonathan's favorite things. You get in there, that'll keep you from lying to yourself. And I'm like, oh, and my sister's the worst. She's like, oh, I hate that picture. She's trying to throw it away. Uh-uh, that's dad's. Don't touch that. That was mom's. Leave that right there. That, that's in there. Just, and you know, pictures, how they're so weird, they make you look weird. They catch you in an odd pose, and you're just strange. And years later, you look at it, and you go, what was I doing? And you're like this. Right? Or, like, did I wake up? Was I on something? What's going on? Keep me from lying to myself. People do it. 77 filters on something. It's crazy. And I'm not, hey, you got to do that. That's fun. That's your thing, whatever. That's just part of the game of social media. But at the same time, Lord, I say it again, keep me from lying to myself. Give me the privilege of knowing your instructions. Because if I really know your instructions, I'm going to be honest with myself and honest with others. <laughs> I met somebody on, a, on an airplane. Um, during our trip to North Carolina, met somebody on an airplane, and the lady says, uh, she says, I met my husband. She goes, can you believe this? I met my husband on the internet. And I thought, well, yeah, I can believe that. She goes, no, wait, let me finish telling you. She goes, we met on the internet in 2000. And I said, oh, wow. And I was thinking, uh, my mind's going, I'm like, there was no apps, there was no smartphone. She goes, we, e we were emailing each other. She goes, I didn't even have my own email address. She said, I was borrowing a friend's email address and emailing him. She said, I met him on um, eHarmony, I think it was that I told you, eHarmony. I was like, they had eHarmony in 2000. And she goes, yeah, because she was a tall lady. I said, how tall are you? She said, I'm six foot. She goes, my husband's maybe your height, maybe a little taller. And I go, how tall is he? And she goes, he's 5'10 and a half, but he misrepresented his height. Well, she married, she loves him, and she married him, and I think they have two daughters now. And they're like horse people. They work in ranches and train horses and do all kinds of stuff. But it's interesting how, and I, she didn't get into it, but I don't know if you never know how it went because people are clever that way. They'll even lie without lying, right? Say, man, I'm going to the university of so-and-so. And like, oh, man, university, that's great. You know, like, okay. And just kind of like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, university. Huh, my, my university is UNM or whatever, and just misrepresenting. And later, I thought you were at the university. Well, I said I'd heard of the university, you know. Or, you know, and people misrepresent. The beauty of me and Jen was she met me. I had hair. 
It wasn't long that I didn't have hair. There was just no lies. She was there the night I shaved it the first time. And I just knew. I said, my only thing that night was, I hope Elaine likes it. But if she doesn't, that's fine. I need Jen to like it. Because I was crazy about Jen. We were just friends. But I was like, she's, she has to like it. But all honesty, just can't, can't hide it there, okay? Keep me from lying to myself. Give me the privilege of knowing your instructions. And somebody, y'all need to hear this tonight. Fall in love with truth. It doesn't mean you say mean things to people, but just love truth. Fall in love with truth. God will protect you. Fall in love with truth. It, it will keep you safe. Verse 30, I have chosen, look at this, being faithful is a choice? Yeah. He says, I have chosen to be faithful. You didn't have to be here tonight, did you? You chose to come to church. I've chosen to be faithful. I've determined to live by your regulations, or I've determined to live by your word. Verse 31, I cling. You know what the word cling means? Here's a really good example. You'll never forget it. It's what children do to moms. You ever seen a mom walk in the store and she's like, get off me, get off me, get off me. They're clinging. It's like jungle gym. They're holding on their arms. They're dra- I've seen kids literally being dragged through the store like that. Just both of their legs just dragged. And she's going, get off, get off, get off me. Stop hanging on me. Get off me. And they're just, the kids are all over. Clinging, that means you hold on to something. You don't let go. I cling to your laws. I cling to your word. Lord, don't let me be put to shame. Praise God. Scripture explains scripture. He says, my people will never be ashamed. Praise God. Verse 32, I will pursue your commands, for you expand my understanding. I will chase after your word. Once again, commands, regulations, law, Word, I believe in this chapter, they're all very synonymous. It all goes back to God's word. Where do you find his commands, his regulations, his law, in his word? I will pursue your commands, for you expand my understanding. What is pursue? Well, one time I looked in the backyard, and we have, across the alley in our backyard, there's these real tall elm trees. I don't like elm trees. But the cool thing about these trees is they're tall, number one, and that's rare in Hobbs. They're tall, and they're full of squirrels. Squirrels are pretty cool, especially when they interest the dogs. Now, we've never had, praise God, well, we did have one time. Gentry caught a squirrel one time. I was screaming like a girl. <laughs> put it down! Ah! Put it, I didn't know what to say. I'm like, ah! It was years ago, and he was a puppy, but he was fast. And my thing was, that thing's going to bite him. That's all I cared about. I went, ah, I don't know what I did. But my voice was high. Jen's like, I thought he was dead. She walks out and she goes, Gentry, put it down. He put the squirrel down. The squirrel stood there. It was like dizzy and just fell over. And I thought, oh, man, he killed that poor squirrel. Gentry, get in here. Get in here. And I became manly again. Get in the house. I was the man again. I went over to the squirrel. It was, all, it was on the ground like that, all dizzy, and it got up and, like, stumbled to the fence. But anyway, pursuit is what happened that day. There's another squirrel example. One time I went into the backyard, and the squirrels, they, they like to roll the dice. They, it's amazing. You've got to see this sometime. We're going to record it for you. There's power lines in the back, and squirrels are interesting because they jump from tree to tree and, 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 like, storage rooms and power lines. And they do this thing where they start to run across the power lines, and it goes the extent of our entire backyard. Well, the dogs are always very interested in that. 
their ears perk up, and one of our dogs, she's just, I think it's in her genetics, she's just a hunter. But they bark and bark, and they stress those squirrels out. So I'm always cheering for them, Lord, please don't let them fall. And they, they're going across the power line. And, and it's crazy because they're running, and the dogs are barking, and they're like, oh, my gosh, it scares them, and it's way high up there. It freaks them out. And they'll go back, and they come back, and it's like they're on a tight wire at the circus. And then they'll turn around in the middle of the wire and jump and leap into those elm trees. So I'm always just rooting for them. Well, one time, this happened a lot, but this time I remember in particular, a squirrel came out of the tree, and one of the dogs saw him, and he made a beeline. But he figured out the squirrel's running this way, so I'm going to just go meet him over there. So boom, he went to the fence, and this squirrel's running along the fence. And this is pursue, okay? Word of the night. Word of the verse. I will pursue your commands. Gentry saw the squirrel on the fence. He's running. And he ran so fast. I thought, oh, that squirrel's dead. But you know what happened? The squirrel jumped off the fence. It's like it, it just, and its tail was there. And Gentry jumped and reached. And he went, but he just missed his tail. But that was the most beautiful picture of pursuit I've ever seen. He didn't catch that squirrel, but he sure pursued him. And I hope you keep that picture in your mind. I will pursue your commands. Chase after them. You see something in God's kingdom that you want. Say, man, I want to live like that. I want to walk in love. I want to walk in power. I want to. Prayer and the word unlocks everything. You say, man, God's already given us all the power, but why are we not walking in it? We haven't prayed enough. It unlocks everything. You pursue God. You pursue, you pursue, you pursue. I will pursue your commands, for you expand my understanding. Verse 33. Very repetitive, some of it. Teach me your decrees. Teach me your word, O Lord. I will keep them to the end. Miss Debbie's a teacher, and there's some things I'm sure she's gone over 150,000 times. And some of the kids get it great, right? And sometimes, you're like, I, I can only imagine, if I was a fly on the wall in the classroom, I can only imagine, and maybe I'm just putting words in your mouth, Sister Debbie, but sometimes you're like, I'm sure you said, we've, we've been over this. You, you were nodding your head when we went over it. You agreed. You took note. Well, You've got to remember. You've got to remember. Keep them to the end. Teach me your decrees, O Lord. I will keep them to the end. Sometimes we forget, huh? I have forgotten such simple things as, I've been in situations before where I said, wait, I'm struggling with this. I have not even asked God to help me yet. You know how basic that is? You ever been in a situation like, man, I'm stressed out. I can't, I can't figure. And God gives you a simple reminder that says, ask me for help. I have all the answers. Yesterday, one of the rare times where I just actually remembered in the moment. I do here and there. But in the moment, I had, I had we donated some books to House of Hope. Anybody know what House of Hope is? I like thrift stores, but we had donated some books. We were clearing out. I was like, oh, I already read that book, so I, I was giving it away. And it was about a month ago that I gave this book away. Now, I looked online, and it was $8 plus shipping. And then there was another good deal, too. I think it might have just been $8 with no shipping. But I I'd promised someone that book. And then the Lord gave me a, a reminder. I said, wait. I was going to buy it for him used anyway. I gave that book away a month ago. So I walked into the House of Hope, 
I don't know how many days ago this was, yesterday maybe, or the day before, I walk in and they have books of, shelves of books. And I walked in, it was so powerful. And I went, oh my gosh, I was sure nobody had bought that book yet. But I said, hmm. I looked around, I kind of did it in my own strength, and I said, what am I doing? I said, Lord, you got to help me. I'm never, if it's here, I'm never going to find it. They don't, they don't have a librarian at the House of Hope either. They kind of just turn you loose into the back room. I'm like, where are your books? They're like, where they always are, Matt. I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't know if it went through a process. They're all the processes. The books are all back there. I go, you don't funnel them somewhere. There's not another room where the books within the last month. And she's like, no, they're all back there. I'm like, bye. So I went to the back. And as soon as I asked the Lord for help, I looked, and it wasn't even in a place because nothing has a place, really. They're just books. It was right on the shelf just like that. I said, wow, praise God, Lord. I said, how much is this book? Because I've bought it once before. (laughs) Not from them. I bought it online. I said, how much is this book? She said, it's a quarter. And I said, praise God. Keep the change, you filthy animal, right? See you later. That's from a movie, and I didn't tell her that. But I have, I have. You can ask my wife. I've done that in drive throughs before. Keep the change, you filthy animal. You've got to ask God to help you, and a large part of asking God to help you is praying and reading the Word. It's that simple. It's that simple. I don't want to belabor the point tonight. We've gone through some verses. I think we just... Let's read verse 34. Give me understanding, and I will obey your instructions. I will put them into practice with all my heart. Go ahead and bow your heads and close your eyes tonight, if you would, please. Lord God, we worship you tonight. I thank you, Lord, for your word. There's nothing like your word. There's nothing like your word. There's nothing like Jesus in all the universe. And we know that Jesus is the word made flesh. And you will always keep your word. And we know that heaven and earth will pass away, but your words or your word will never pass away. So today I just simply say this, God. Teach us. Speak to us. God, we commit to seek you. And Lord, we know you've already committed to speak to us. You said those that seek me early will find me. You said, ask, and it shall be given unto you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and the door shall be opened unto you. So, Lord, you've opened the door wide, wide for us to be able to be in your presence and hear your voice and receive counsel and wisdom from you. God, that's what these Wednesday nights have all been about. Psalm 119 is the power, the direction, the guidance, the wisdom, the perfection, the reviving power, the strength of your word, the need for your word. Your word is the answer to everything. Thank you, God, for your word. We're so grateful. Thank you for your word, God. Bless your name tonight, God. We just give you glory. And God, speak to hearts tonight. Speak to hearts tonight about the importance of your word and prayer. Such simple things, God. But we as humans, Lord, I don't know why it is sometimes we ignore the simple things. I'm reminded of the story of Naaman, Lord God, in the Old Testament. Came to see the prophet. The prophet said, wouldn't even, wouldn't even see him face to face. Told the servant to tell Naaman, um, yeah, he has leprosy. Go out and bathe in the River Jordan seven times. Dip in it seven times. The guy says, 
I'm not going to do that. I'm, we got cleaner rivers in Syria where I'm from. And his servant said, my Lord, he, he actually said, Father, had the prophet told you to do some great thing, wouldn't you have done it? Many times we miss it because we say, oh, I'd, I'd do it if it, well, what about the simple things? Man, I want to do this great thing. And how about just meet with God and pray with him? How about just meet with God and get into his word? Father, remind us of the simple things. Remind us of the simple things. You said you would write your law on our hearts, God. I claim that promise for everyone in this house tonight. If there is anyone in this house who says, I need, I need Jesus as my Lord and Savior, would you raise your hand? I'm going to pray with you tonight. Say, man, I don't know where I'd go if I died. Raise your hand. I'll pray with you. Anybody at all? Just repeat this prayer with me. Say, God, please forgive me of my sin. Change me. I know Jesus is Lord, and he is my Lord. I believe. Save me. Protect me. Heal me. Teach me your word. Help me, God to follow through in my commitment to seek you. Thank you, Lord. We worship you tonight, Father, in Jesus' name. Now let me just pray this prayer over you. Father, I speak, I speak hunger and desire for your word over everyone in this house. Practice makes perfect is the saying. Lord, I know this. The more we practice it, the better we get at it. And the more it becomes a habit. So, Lord, help us to practice your word. Help us to practice prayer. Help us practice um, um, sharing our faith. Help us practice walking in love. Help us practice forgiving. Help us practice kindness. God, we thank you for your word. We will lift your word on high, God. You have limited yourself to your word. We're only as good as our word, Lord. That's an old saying that we're taught growing up. Lord, we know that you will never, you will never break your word. You will, you're not a man that you should lie. You will always keep your word. Now, Lord, remind us of that. Draw us to your word. Continue to speak to us, God. And, Lord, I speak an anointing of prayer over everyone in this house. Not just for Sunday nights, God. That's amazing, God. And I, I call forth that everyone would come on Sunday nights, God, as many as, as can show up on a, a Sunday night and pray. But God, at all times, you said pray without ceasing. Never stop praying. Lord, let the spirit of prayer and conviction fall on us, even as your people. And Lord, even a drawing and a pulling to your word. We thank you, Father God. We bless your name and we worship you tonight. In Jesus' name. Amen.